Hi, and welcome to Today in the Medium. I'm Dan, and this is Jimmy. What's up? Did I do that last time? (laughs) And this is a podcast where we talk to you about a piece of media that we've been enjoying. Yeah, that could be um, that could be TV, that could be film, that could be music. In this case, uh, we're breaking down a a real piece of British culture. I'd like to think of it in the show yeah. Taskmaster. Excellent TV show. Um, it's honestly this, brilliant. It's so good, and it also marks a return to us actually like discussing something in a little bit of detail rather than going off on one. Um, it should be really fun. I mean, um, I still expect we'll be off the rails, especially with some of these ideas, because the whole—I feel like the whole premise of Taskmaster is that you find a way to schemaz the rules, you find a way to bend them, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like, it's just about sort of building off a fairly simple initial concept and seeing where we can go, and that's what we like to do here. Exactly. Um, so it's been a little while since our last episode. Have you been, Jimmy? Uh, I've been really, I, I've been really great. I spilled red wine all over my laptop, which is why we weren't recording. Um, it cost me a uh, hundred pound fix, which I was honestly expecting worse. It's better than me yeah. buying a laptop. I, I know. Guess. Uh, I guess. It was out of commission for about a week, so I could have also just not spilled red wine on my laptop, which would have been good. But hey ho, it's five a.m. in the morning, and I'm a reprobate. So, <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself, Dan? How have you been? I've been all right. I've had a series of assessments, but they're all over now. Uh, so iconic. How do you feel like they've gone? Good. Have been good. <laughs> they've gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I respect that. <laughs> all right. Um. So down to business. Um. We're gonna focus on series two of Taskmaster because that's the one Jimmy's been watching. Uh. Yeah. So, Series 2, Episode 1, Task 1. Bring the most important document. Okay, so for this one, there was a few... Uh, Richard Osman. So, let's let's go back a little bit. Who have we got for this first se- uh, second season? We've got um, Joe Wilkinson, Doc Brown, Catherine Ryan, John Richardson, and uh, Richard Osman. Yeah. Right? So... What did they end up bringing? Uh, Doc brings some like lyric book that yes. he had that he wrote when he was like a teenager. Um, <laughs> uh, Catherine brings a like a companion voucher for an airline thing that costs about ten thousand pounds or something. She was saying. Uh, wow. Richard and John both bring uh, a Guinness World Record, and right. uh, Joe brings his wedding certificate. Yeah, that's it's pretty important, right? Pretty important. Uh, yeah, he takes away the points, I believe, and that's understandable. Um, I mean, you'd hope so, you know. Like his marriage, yeah. is a lot. his wife even said, "No, don't do that," and yeah. he did it anyway. And that's a real, that's a real gamer move if I've ever seen one. You know, I really what like I really like how Taskmaster's grown. I like yeah. the. I like that there's more episodes. I like that there's more per season. I love it. In these early seasons, whether or not it was true, there really still seems to be that sort of vibe of the prizes they're bringing seem to be very personal, and they genuinely seem worried about putting them on the line and risking them. Yeah. Which I think is really... like. I still think the prize tasks are good, 
but as time goes on, it becomes a little bit clearer that, like, they get back together in the green room and redistribute things that are super important back to the original owners and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a um, bit of a there's a bit of a put on, a bit of a show for it. And that's the whole element, isn't it? That's why they do it. It's a show, and that's fine, and that's fun. But, like, some of these early on ones, people go really hard on the prize tests, and I genuinely like to believe that uh, Richard Osman won the episode looking at the scores. Yeah. And as much as I'm sure Joe got his marriage certificate back at some point... <laughs> I like to believe that there was like enough of a waiting period to really like show that there was a risk. Yeah, um, it exactly. didn't pull off for him. <laughs> uh, you know what? We love the Joe Wilkinson gambit. Yeah. It's, I, I gotta say, I appreciate it. So, so what would you have brought? Most oh, important document. That's a difficult one. I don't have that many important documents. I, I think the most important document that I could bring, it's really boring. But it's like a birth certificate or something like that. But that's like a really standard answer. Everybody's got one. Yeah. Like, and birth certificates, passports, that sort of thing. Like, they're important, but... Where's yeah. the fun? It doesn't yeah. make for good comedy, does it? And I think that that's the real game of the show, right? Is be the funniest. I think that what I do is either in the most, like, ornate sort of document holder thing I could find or scrawled on the back of an envelope, I would write down the username and password for my password manager and make it very clear that that single document could give you access to like my entire life. Like that's good. My login for every website. Like I read that. I read that. That's decent. I think it it takes some explaining because it's not like immediately clear what this login and password does, but it gives you access to like all of my social media, every website. Like, if you want to know the weird shit I've downloaded for modding Skyrim, you could do that with that login. You know? Yeah, exactly. I I think that's actually such a golden idea. Um, I think that okay. I give myself maybe I'd give myself a one pointer for that. Sure, it's important, which fits the criteria of the of the challenge, right? But I don't really think it's as good as like um, as 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 a companion voucher for a uh, an airline, you know, or yeah. Would, which I don't know if this is saying a lot about myself. Thinking about it, am I am I am I out of myself here? I feel like I'm out of myself a lot. Either way, I think yours is solid. I'd give yours like a four-pointer. I, I think that'd do all right. Like, I don't think it's going to win, but it's... It's definitely up there, though. It's like, up there. It's it's a bit out there, but more than anything. Like, at the end of the day, I could just change the login, and then the, the document would no longer be important, but... Uh, True. <laughs> hey, but that's yeah. not what the document's there for. It's the, it's the Dan Gambit. Yeah, though, yeah. I, I also wouldn't. Like, they've won the task <laughs> fair, and, fair and square. Exactly, right? Um, I'm going to say I rate it. I rate it. Yeah. Right. Sweet. So, after, after that, they start up with um, another task where they have to place three exercise balls on the top of a yoga mat or on the yoga mat on top of a hill. So... This, it looks like Mamtor or something like that. You know what I mean? It's a bit of a steepish hill. And they're at the bottom of it, and they're looking up. And they're like, hang on a minute. 
I've got to get these three yoga balls up there. Now, a couple of them try to kind of either push all three up at once, carry a couple at once, you know. Yeah. What they don't realize is as they get to the top of the hill, they place them on the yoga mat and then they roll off the hill because it's windy. Yeah. Right, so that's kind of the 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 caveat in the challenge, I guess, is keeping them up there whilst, whilst, whilst yeah. they're there. Yeah. Um, I, I think that this is... I think we can try and come up with some solid solutions to try and, and this, do it. Like, this is the classic, isn't it, where Richard Osman really finesses the rule and yeah. moves the yoga mat, and they are exactly. on the yoga mat that was on top of a hill, but they're no longer on top of the both the yoga mat and the hill. Uh, yeah, you know, exactly. He gets I five points and he walks away, but I can understand a little bit frustration. of... Frustration. Yeah. From the other contestants saying that it, it was not in the spirit of the challenge, but Susie Dent well, weighed in, said that it was, it was an unusual but not impossible uh, reading of the task. Yeah, at the end of the day... Uh, uh, <sighs> If they wanted the three exercise balls on a yoga mat, which is in turn on the hill, there's mm -hmm. there's ways to word that more clearly. Um, yeah. But there's also a reason why like legal documents are dull as all hell, and that's because making things explicitly and super clear like is difficult. Um, yeah. I I guess maybe you try and deflate them. Well, was there Ooh. was there was there a thing about not deflating them in the task, perhaps? No, no. Full task is 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 place the three exercise balls on the yoga map on top of the hill. So you could deflate yeah. them; they're still there. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. That's a solid one because then you can carry all three up at once. Exactly, and then you save the time that Richard Osman spent walking up the hill to walk back down the hill. But you've got to try and deflate them. And yeah, this is a bunch like, of stones around. I've probably got them. yeah stones or keys in my pocket. Um, but exactly, I appreciate. I think there's a level of chaos with that as well, which which would really work with the show. Like if I'm going in, I'm going to cause a lot of problems. Um, whether or not <laughs> I win the tasks, I'm going to try and cause problems as I go. Yeah, I it's it's very lateral thinking this show, so I I respect that. Yeah. Any any bright ways that you'd do it, or do you reckon you'd, just, you'd end oh, up spending no, I'd be hours running up and down? <laughs> yeah, no, I'd be an idiot. I'd I'd be trying to carry three balls at once, and then yeah. one of them would fall halfway down. I'd get the other two at the top of the hill. Hell, some person would walk up to the top of the hill and boot it off for me, probably. <laughs> you yeah. know? I wouldn't be shocked. Or somebody would just walk off with it. I'd be like, where's my ball gone? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't rate my chances. I like what Catherine Ryan did where she got some people to sit on top of the balls on top of the hill, but I don't understand why she didn't ask them to pick them up as well, because they just had to be placed up there. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, you know, it's, I still respect the grind. I still respect what she was going for. Yeah, um, that's something. I think that just depends on if you can find people around there. Definitely. Um, and I think, you know, Richard Osmond stood out because of the fact that uh, it twisted the rules, you know? It twisted the rules while still technically following them. Um, so, Like, if everybody would have done it, the task wouldn't have been on the show. Do you know what I mean? Because it would have just been boring watching yeah. five people grab a mat off the top of the hill and walk back down again. I think that twisting the rules whilst following them is such a huge part of what's fun about the show. And, like, in yeah. season one, you've got Tim Key breaking the rules outright. Most tasks are, like... <laughs> yeah. That's funny. It's great fun to watch, but... 
I don't think there's, you know, 13 seasons in a show where people just blatantly try and get away with breaking the rules. Um, exactly. And I, I really rate that move by Richard Osman. Uh, it really, I think, brings some of the joy to the show. Um, I'd say so. I, I'm looking at the third task. Throw yep. a potato into a golf hole without touching the red-green. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how auditory we can we can explain a task <laughs> about throwing things into a hole. Uh, True. I mean, you know, there's a, a red circle on the ground, which I'd say is about seven foot radius, right? So yeah. there's no chance of you being able to... Maybe not seven foot, like... F- Five foot, something like that. It's about a person's body length, yeah. right? So the chance of you just reaching over and dropping it in is is not very high, is what I'm trying to get across here, okay? Yeah. Unless you're Richard Osman. Um, he doesn't do that. He's still just a little bit too short, but that was supposed <laughs> to be a tall joke that really didn't come off for me. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, there's... There, there, <laughs> The one thing that you don't want to do with this task is throw the potato straight onto the green and hope that you get it in, because then you've got the whole struggle of how do I get this off the green without touching it, right? Exactly. But what's the first thing that you do if you were set this task? Oh, 100%. I'm going for it. I'm trying to, you know, I'm channeling my inner Kobe with that one. I, I really like to think I wouldn't, but also I know that I would, you know? It's... Mm-hmm. Get that into that hole, or I'll give throwing it a try. I'll deal with all of the problems I've caused myself later. Exactly. Now, there's some easy solutions. There's some very, like, you know, you can you can try throwing it in, and if that doesn't work, you can uh, do what a few of the contestants ended up doing, where they had to make makeshift sticks and try and pull it back so they can have another throw. You can yep. do what Richard Osman did, where he got, like, a... Um... What's the name of the sheet that you put on the ground? Like, like, tarp? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he got like a bit of a bit of top um, and used it like a carpet and pulled himself along and kind of shuffled and then dropped it in, right? Which, you know, yeah. genius, we like it. It makes sense. It, it it plays within the rules, but it kind of outside of them at the same time, right? Yeah. My favorite thing, I don't know if you'll notice on that scoreboard, it says that Joe Wilkinson was disqualified. Yeah. Now, it's it's such a roller coaster of emotion because they show his clip last in this and he absolutely binks the shot. He he is he just he's like I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna do it and then he just does it throws <laughs> it goes it. in and then you hear Greg and he's like oh my god that was amazing let's take another look at it and then they change the angle and you can see from it that his that his foot is on the red green oh, by like no. an inch or two and it is oh. heartbreak it was um, as described a genuinely harrowing moment which it honestly was. It was certainly yeah. something, you know? But, uh, yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of ingenious like ideas with that one, but I think a lot of them were kind of covered through various forms. You know, you either shuffle onto the thing, that way you're not technically touching it, or you try binking it, and then uh, snooker cue your way through, I guess. Yeah, you know? I think so. I think... But I think at the end of the day, everyone's gonna just try throwing it, you know? Unless you're really in your head by that point in the recording day, like, (laughs) you're gonna try and throw it. That's it, right? Like, I'd I'd give it a go. 
Like, imagine oh, if you managed it. <laughs> imagine if you managed it. It came off the one time for the one, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um... <laughs> Find out the information from a Swedish person who may not communicate in English. So, uh, yeah, I think the task is pretty self-explanatory. They're not allowed to communicate in English. So you, there's, there's a list of questions that they ask. They're like, uh, when's their birthday? Uh, what's their favorite meal? What's their biggest fear? Um, I'm trying to think. Other stuff like that, right? So yeah. the, uh, what does your dad do for it? What, what does your dad do for a living? Things like that. So. The easiest. What what would you do in this situation? Well, this is one of those tasks that makes me think, as much as we think we know the full task description, I guess it's that whole thing of everyone there's aware they're making a show, but also people do seem to play to win. Um, yeah. For me, it kind of seems like in many tasks, the play to win option is to pull out your mobile phone. Yeah. Uh, and I get that that's not good entertainment, and I understand, like, it's one of those, that's that's the easiest thing to do. But that's uh -huh. always the easiest thing to do in so many tasks. And it's not good TV watching a bunch of people see a problem, pull their phone out, Google the answer, and then do what Google says. Um, exactly. We're here for the critical thinking. Or well, not so critical, I guess. But I don't know if that's just the understanding of the contestants, like, yeah, we're trying to make good TV here, or if that's like just one of the unwritten rules they don't always pull their phones out when it would make sense to you know get a translate up yeah i think um, it's i'd argue i'd say it's, it's surely like an unwritten rule isn't it is yeah I, I think they're all switched on for the sake of we're here to make some content yeah. And whilst they obviously want to win because that's the whole funny point of the show i suspect that there would be a point where um, uh, the, maybe the producer somebody turns around and says we're not using phones for this one but we wanted to kind of be funny or something like that do you know what I mean yeah you've got to assume there's something like that going on there cause... because the easiest solution is to pull out your phone and go and google translate but there's and also then... like people who get very um, Kerry Godleyman in a later se series just oh, does yeah. the tasks she she gets the task and does it, and she does it in a simple way, and then she says, bosh. Yeah. And she does very well the whole series, and it's one of, you know, I'm not, not slating her at all, but but there's often a lack of that overthinking every task that is often very, you know, funny to watch other people do. She just does the task. Yeah. Um, I think that, I, I think, yeah just doing this task would be some sort of translator. Uh, does Catherine Ryan speak French or something? Is that the so her solution? I can't she, remember. She calls her friend up who's Danish ah. and uses, which I, I think is a nice play around the whole Google Translate situation. Yeah. Because you're not, you're using resources that you have available to you. Whilst obviously everybody has Google Translate, but that's boring. At least this is something that's like, ah, that's clever. Yeah, definitely. Like, you've gone to somebody that... Okay, it's not the same language, but, but they're similar. They understood yeah. each other, kind of. They got what they were... Yeah. They were picking up what they were putting down mostly. There was a few miscommunications, like his favourite food was, like, hamburgers or something like that, and the translation got through as ground beef, and I was like, you can, you can, 
you can, you kind can of understand get that. that. Yeah, exactly. And it's not so close as it is just like ripping straight from Google Translate. I think that's quite clever. Um, as you can imagine, Joe Wilkinson went straight in there and was just trying to guess what he was saying in Swedish, which really didn't go well. <laughs> it was quite funny. Um, yeah, that's it's it's funny at least. I I, I can't say it's the best strategy. No. <laughs> what what? How do you think you'd go about getting this information? I just don't know. Like, probably some ridiculous game of charades. Yeah, that's. I think that's what a few of them end up um, kind of like trying to dip into, especially for like, what does your dad do for work, stuff like that. Uh, I I think that's the limit of like my ability to think my way around those ta- like to solve the task without just using Google. Like, I don't know any other languages even vaguely well enough. Yeah, like any other language, even vaguely well enough. Um, I mean, it's only the Swedish person that can't communicate in English. Yeah, so exactly. I guess you could do a bit of like in every language you know. Can you say? Ah, that's clever. That's see clever. if you can get around it by getting the Swedish person to speak another like. Until... Yeah, see if they know anything else until you find like common ground. I mean, there's not going to be common ground, but I feel like I can do better better guessing if the if I've got to guess. You know, maybe they know a couple of other languages, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. And then you've got more range to guess from. But yeah. there's also a very good chance that they just say it in Swedish. Mm-hmm. And that's the language. And then I'm in the same place as Joe Wilkinson (laughs) (laughs) which is never a good place to be Um, honestly throughout this entire season he just looks like he's having a breakdown and I've got to say I'm here for it it's it's my favourite character arc in the entire show I'm not sure I've ever seen Joe Wilkinson like looking on top of a situation (laughs) I mean I get that that's like his character and it's fucking hilarious but Uh But I don't think I've ever seen him like be like. I've, I've, you never look at him and go, "Yeah, that man, that man's got it together." Yeah, he knows what he's doing with his life. Sometimes you look at him and go, "That man knows what he's doing," but but it's always like a that man knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you're questioning why he's doing it, right? <laughs> yeah, like he knows what he's doing. It's not a smart thing to be doing, but. He's certainly got the confidence of someone who's urinated in public before. <laughs> exactly. But he's not even drunk as he's done it. That's the annoying thing. Yeah. He's just gone for it. Middle of the centre of town, midday, on a Saturday. Just having a whiz. But it's it's a character that works really well on Taskmaster, and I really yeah. enjoy it. Um, Definitely. Does well. I'm not sure there's a ton of point going into the studio tasks, because I have no memory of it. Uh, the description on the wiki just says pack for your holiday. Yeah, the concept um, was is that they had to... I'll just quickly run, and then like there's not much yeah, yeah. into it. There's not much that we can kind of break down in terms of, oh, I would do this differently or anything like that, but they had a suitcase and a bunch of random items like a piñata, a bucket, a spade, a scuba suit, um, snorkels, a sombrero. Uh, they had to either wear the things, uh, like a tuba ring as well. Um, yeah. They had to either wear the items or have them inside the suitcase, and the suitcase had to be shut. And then it was a question of who finished first. 
a couple of them like beat the pinata up which is kind of funny because it was just manic and just that quick thinking which i appreciated yeah uh but th- there wasn't too much to it there's not much that you can really break down the the real the bad thing would have been if you tried to put the scuba suit on because that would have taken a while yeah that's probably not the the thing not the play but yeah um, there you go that's okay uh, yeah episode 2 yeah I, I i mean i think maybe it's worth us just picking out some of our favorite tasks throughout the season cuz like oh yeah otherwise we're going to Otherwise, we're here for a while. For a, like, yeah, that's a rundown of a typical episode. Really enjoyed it, but a uh, favorite task. I, I mean, we can do the prize task, and then if you want to pick out a favorite from the rest, because prize tasks were trendiest item of clothing. What's the trendiest item of clothing you own? I'm I'm not a particularly trendy person. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, me and you have got very similar like fashion senses. You know, because yeah. we've rocked up an event, and we've both been wearing pretty much the same thing. Just in yeah. a different colour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really uh, says a lot. Jeans, a t-shirt, a shirt over the t-shirt, done. <laughs> exactly. Easiest easiest outfit going. It's so easy. Uh, well, I reckon my trendiest item is... Probably my denim jacket, you know. I'd say that's in at the moment. Yeah. Say it's in. It's got like a like a like an indie sense to it, you know. But I feel like that's the vibe that's growing at the moment. Is it trendy? God no. I mean, well, kinda, but not massively. You wouldn't see me rocking Balenciaga as a Gucci anytime soon. Is what I'm trying to say. I, I think this might be a task where I, I I throw for content. Like, oh yeah. My my dad has never thrown any clothing away voluntarily, and I know for a fact that there's like a bin bag at the back of his wardrobe with just like random clothes in that are older than me. I think oh, I could gosh. if I could find like the worst one of those and be like, "Vintage clothing is in, reusing clothing is in." Here's Oops, a ratty T-shirt from like yes. <laughs> the, the 1980s. This yeah, that's I, I gold. I I kind of think that if I sold it enough, I could beat out someone who just brought in a denim jacket, you know? <laughs> you know right, now that you say this, I realise that I'd actually do really bad on Passmaster. <laughs> like, you, it's not always about solving the problem. Sometimes you just got to be like, look, vintage clothing's in. Uh, you know, everyone else has brought in this cool new stuff. But as we know, the real trends right now is looking after the environment. <laughs> <laughs> Really sell it up. You know what? Yeah. I think I think there's a method in your madness here, Dan. How trendy can you really be? I feel like you're if you're calling yourself trendy, the environment. Yeah, exactly. If you're calling yourself trendy, can you? There's only a select few people that can really do that. You know, I feel like the Kardashians are some of those people. Yeah, because of their social influence. You know, uh, my list I is struggling. I think if you're if you can call yourself trendy, you'd opt not to. Yeah. You know? Yeah, really. Um, Nobody, you don't want to label, you don't want to self-label it. Doesn't imply the opposite. Just because we're opting not to call ourselves trendy doesn't mean that we're secretly trendy. It just means that we're not trendy. <laughs> it just means we're self-aware. <laughs> yeah. um, we, we know what we're about. We know our lane and we stay in it, which is why we wear the same clothes. Yeah. 
Um, right. So yeah. Actually, uh, go on. I was going to dip onto task three here. So the create a video for a nursery rhyme. I remember this being excellent. Like it was such a good task. So. You know, it, the task is self-explanatory. You've got to create a music video about a nursery rhyme, right? Yeah. You get Catherine Ryan, who goes off and does her own thing, creates up this whole new nursery rhyme about oral hygiene, makes a whole yep. video for it. It's gold. It's nice. It's decent. It is probably where it deserves to be in third place, which says a lot, right? Yeah. You've got Richard Osman, who does She'll Be Coming Around the Mountain, and as he's walking, he's just knocking things out of people's hands as he's walking and then goes and like lives in a shed. Um, and John Richardson did um, Three Blind Mice in like a really creepy manner. So he was sat over a little um, like toy piano playing right. Three Blind Mice. And then like the camera pans along and sees like obviously the fake uh, mouse tails like cut off and catch up on the countertop and stuff like that. And then John dressed up as the farmer's wife at the end of it with the tail hanging of its mouth. It was, it was horrifying to be honest with you, but I think it really hit the task of creating a video for a nursery rhyme. Yeah. In a very shock, shock comedy kind of way. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. What else goes on in the episode? Uh, ordering the pizza was funny, like without <laughs> using specific good. words, but yeah, You just make do, you know. <laughs> you've got to, you've got to make do. I, obviously, there's certain toppings that you're trying to hit, but and trying to throw the word bubbles in there is a bit difficult. But bubbles is difficult. Uh, I think maybe manageable, but I don't yeah, know. Not um, impossible. I forget the word that I'm trying to say often enough that I think I'd be all right at the task, just yeah. because of how regularly I'm like, uh, you know, the thing that does the thing. And then specify based on what the thing is. The first I'm sentence is always, you know, the thing that does the thing. <laughs> I'm notorious for it. I remember this one time I had to, uh, me and my dad were training for like a, a, a 100k walk, and uh, my dad has a visual impairment. So I was yeah. acting as his guide, um, which doesn't go well when I'm trying to describe to him, hey, watch out for the step that's just in front of you. And I'll go, there's a thing in magic there. <laughs> and that's the entire. Like we were, we were walking for hours, and that was from minute one till you know hour six. We just been like, "There's a thingy. Watch out for the thingamajig. Watch your head." That you sounds. Yeah, that sounds. Uh... <laughs> oh, there's the click as well. Like when I can't think of the word, I have the click, so I start Ooh. clicking like I'm trying to call a waiter, which makes me feel really rude and impatient. But it's just because I can't catch my brain. Yeah, you know? there's a word that's somewhere, but it's not. Yeah. it's not in your. It's not in your mouth or your. No, head. exactly. It's on the tip of my finger. Apparently, I'm trying to click <laughs> it on there. Yeah. yeah, I ordering pizza. It's how I live my life. I'm glad just. I'm glad that Just East was invented. Invented because. I struggle on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I, good episode, solid. Yeah. But nothing groundbreaking. Nothing, yeah. N- nothing that redefined the gen- genre. Exactly. Um, episode three. <laughs> <laughs> I think there were a couple of, like, because this one featured Impress the Mayor. Yeah. That was a good uh, one. I think that's one of the tasks that, like, when you look into Taskmaster, it's one of the ones that people are like, yes, that is, uh, like, 
a, a, a genre-defining task. It's it's classic Taskmaster done well. Yeah, it's everything um, you want it to be. Just because the amount of people, like he's he seems like such a hard guy to break down. Yeah. Because that's the one Richard Osman makes a song, doesn't he? And like factors in the rival towns and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And comes second. Catherine <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan comes first. I, I can't remember what she did. I can't either, to be completely honest with you. Oh, <laughs> bring in the big breakdowns. Um, yeah. <laughs> But it is a class episode. I do remember that much. It's a class task. Because you've got John Richardson trying to break down jokes as well, and they just don't land. Yeah. Um, Doc tries well. to say, Joe Wilkinson goes and buys... Um... Like 41 <laughs> Calypso. <laughs> 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 and I'm pretty sure there's some Stella in there as well. <laughs> that is such a... That's his brand, and it goes so well. Um, it really does. The prize task this episode, best dinner party guest. Who uh, uh, You had to bring someone, didn't you? And sell yeah. why they were a good guest. Exactly. Um, I think I'd bring El Cromo. So I'd bring my brother who did the... Um, the Rocket League episode. The Rocket League episode. Uh, just because he's funnier than me. And <laughs> I feel like they'd have a good time watching him riff off me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's why he's a great guest. So that's why he's there. That's my guess. It's just somebody that I know that's nice and easy to get to. So most of the time, I think if I knew that you were bringing Al Cromo, I'd bring mm -hmm. a soundboard with like three buttons. Oh no! <laughs> just have a chat with him in the green room. Get the recordings <laughs> on. Like Sam is very funny, and we love him. But at any given point. He's got like three sayings, and 90% of the words out of his mouth are those three things. Uh, I'm not sure what they are at the moment, because it's been a little while. It has been a hot minute. His, his big, he's still, he loves, I'm, I'm fuming still. I'm fuming. Yeah. I'm fuming. Um, what do you mean is still in there that's big. Yeah. Um, oh, what else? He talks about the void a lot now. So the void is how hungry he is, and he's got a whole scale for it, which I I, I quite appreciate, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think that it wouldn't take much to just soundboard all of Sam's best bits on a little yeah. robot, and then it's got to be better than Sam somehow. So I guess you would <laughs> like put like some hummus in the head. Uh, so <laughs> you know, exactly. That's a pretty good dinner party guest. And um, it, it doesn't matter if. I'm coming fourth, because if I'm coming fourth, Sam's Sammy's... coming fifth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sam, you've come fit in this task, I'm afraid, mate. <laughs> Not that you listen to these episodes, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> Call him out, you know? I will do, you called out on the podcast. Um, All 12 of our viewers right now are punching the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they had to impress the mayor in there. Um... Buy a gift. There were a few, like... It, it feels like a prize task. Buy a gift for the Taskmaster with £20. Could be a yep. prize task. Um, what's the best thing you can bring for Greg with £20? Um, this is the one where Richard Osman places some sort of bet, maybe? I can't remember. 
Yes, he um, places a bet, uh, and then it comes off. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he's like, I've turned this money into blah, and then he donates it to a charity. And the Craig's yeah. like, why did you donate it to the charity? <laughs> I wanted the yeah. money. Because <laughs> it's one of those... Uh, he, he, Greg was very... It was a toss-up if he was going to get five points or one point. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. They went with five. Yeah, it could be a prize task. Just bring the best thing you could find for twenty quid. Um, mm-hmm. Decent task. Yeah, I uh, do just have one thing that I want to say on the mayor of Chesham quickly. Yeah, yeah, I've just had a little scroll down. I don't know if you've seen it, but for the impress the mayor task, Doc's original idea was to get some local boys to run into the mayor's office to scare him. Then for Doc to appear so he could rescue the mayor from the boys. <laughs> Doc was persuaded by the producers to change his idea due to several legal issues with it. <laughs> I mean, fair, yeah, yeah. That's not the best idea, uh, but it would have been excellent. It would have um, been comedy gold. Yeah. I'm just sad that we didn't get to see it. I am. Uh, I agree. Um... What's up next? Welcome to Rico Face, the fourth episode. Coolest blue item. Coolest blue item. Um. I like, see, the thing is with the prize last, you have time to think about these. You do. Like, the quick fire nature of the podcast leaves me looking around the room going, uh, what do I own that's blue? Yeah, what do I own that's cool that's blue? I think maybe the best option is to find, like find something cool and then paint it blue or put it in a blue box. Um, That's smart. That's smart. See, my head went to ice cubes. Yeah. Yeah. However, by the time that they would have got there, they would have probably melted. They probably wouldn't be cool anymore. No. Nope. Um, um, maybe like a blue ice cooler, something like that, is where my head's yeah. at. That's where I'm yeah. thinking. I'm thinking it's I cool, go cold. It's blue. Exactly. It keeps things cool as well, which is a big one. Or one of those thermoflasks that's blue. And then you just stick it in the freezer. Again, it might not be cold by the time it comes out, but it can be cold. Yeah. And, um, and that's cool, cold. Again, toss them with the English language. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what I'd bring. I, I, I think I'd just look for something cool. I'd take my time. Um, I don't know. I get that. I respect it. I think it. it's another one where you can sell um, whatever your idea is. You could bring yeah. the like. You could bring a blue cool box, and if you're not like there on the day, if you don't have the jokes to sort of make it seem good on the night, Greg's going to give you one point. But with a little bit of a um, little bit of like selling. If if everyone else isn't doing too well at that, you could you could easily walk away with three four points for a exactly. blue cool box. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's it's all very dependent, isn't it, about what other people are chucking at you as well. Yeah. Um, then a few more things. Uh, a bit of a resurgence in potatoes and pineapples. The the Taskmaster classic fruit and veg. Uh, yeah. Conceal this pineapple on your person and create the highest freestanding tower using potato based products. Don't remember it. Uh, apparently, Doc Brown was the only person to get points and he walked away with five, which is good going. Yeah. 
Good on him. Uh, but I no do remember, memory of much else. Go the on. pineapple one was good for the sake that obviously it's just uh, Alex Horn trying to guess which part of your body you've kind of stuffed pineapple or ingested pineapple. Ah, uh, so, uh, yes. Obviously, I think Joe Wilkinson went and ate it all. Yeah. Um, or very close to. Did John Richardson, like, split it into multiple parts? Oh, it was everywhere, and because he was so specific with where it was. um, So, like, he had it, you know, like, in your your jeans, there's that little pouch that's inside your pocket? Yeah. Like, he had it in there, and then he had it underneath his belt, and then he had it in his pocket as well. So if he said his pocket, he'd pull the ones out of his pocket, or, like, right pocket, and then he'd have them in his left pocket as well. So he's just very specific with what he was choosing to bring out. It's the way to do it. Uh, Did well. Exactly. Classmaster. You don't want to. You don't want to try and dink it all in one place. You know that's where it goes wrong. You don't. Wanna, you don't want to blend the pineapple and then drink it all. Yeah. Just for Alex Horn to go. Have you digested it? And you have to say, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I have." Yeah. Yeah. Um. What have we got next? Time. Prize task. Best piece of memorabilia. Memorabilia? Yeah. I'm trying to think what memorabilia I own. I don't own own much memorabilia at all. I own own a box of Star Wars stamps that are technically a collector's item. Wow. Yeah, it's a really nerdy thing that I said that out loud, but they're there. They're just sat there. They're not doing anything. My brother owns a marriage, a signed shirt, a signed city footballer shirt. Very nice. Memorabilia. I think the only memorabilia I have might be uh, the badges for a scout camp that I ran uh, last year. Okay, okay. (laughs) I like designed the badge and stuff, but uh, it's not particularly good. It's it's just a badge. (laughs) I just don't own that much memorabilia. I think (laughs) I think I might have to sell it a little bit harder than that. But um, I think what you could do is you could bring in literally anything and then sell it as some really obscure TV show. Possibly. Um, You could like, oh, this is from that that Scandinavian. TV show, Don't Go Herska. big one, the one everyone yeah. loved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't Go Herska, it ran between 1984 and 1989. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's it. You just make something up. And that's it. And then when they fact check you, uh, it turns out that it's not real, and then you get disqualified. Just, maybe you bring something, like, I bring this, the scout badge, and I go, this is a double memorabilia, because not only is it a badge for a camp that I helped, like, organize and run, Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a very limited number of them in the world, but also it was designed by one of the hosts of the underground hit podcast today. In the media. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh dear, I think that's such a golden idea. Yeah, I think yeah, that'd really sell it. That'd really up its value. You know, who double wouldn't memorabilia? There's not much exactly. of that out there. There isn't. <laughs> Um, I think I'd probably get one point for just trying to, like, blatantly self-promote, but... (laughs) I think I'd get a a mid-three. Yeah. Like, it's fine, but it's not really anything crazy. Uh, There's a few more potato tasks, some shopping trolley... I remember the shopping trolley task, uh, getting some shopping across a river into a trolley, but I don't... Yeah. Yeah. A few more tasks... Good episode, uh, good season. Anything specific? Uh, nothing really specific to say. I just remember somebody. I think it was Richard Osman climbed into the stream. 
for the shopping toddler one. And they just lifted it across. I think one of them did. Yeah, and that's that's it for the season. Five episodes at that point. They're now up to ten. I am glad that they do more episodes a season because I just wanted more of this. I really like getting to know the characters. Um, Yeah. So. James. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Very conveniently, uh, so Mm -hmm. I was looking on the Taskmaster subreddit, and at various points people have posted the best Taskmaster contestants. Yeah. Um... And at least percentage-wise, according to the number of points that could be earned, mm-hmm. uh, Catherine Ryan has always performed very well and performed in this season. Mm-hmm. So, bearing in mind her excellent prowess in Taskmaster, yeah. how many lions do you reckon she could fight? So we set Catherine Ryan the task of fighting off <laughs> as many lions as she could. Let's see how she did. Um, <laughs> I, I've got to say, right, what does Catherine Ryan have her at her disposal? She's a comedian. Could yep. she laugh any of them to death? Probably. Maybe. I don't maybe think lions understand. Maybe. Are you, do you want to say a few? Possibly. I think she's a very funny person, you know? She is She is a very funny person. I think that we'd struggle with the language barrier, but I think it would transcend that in a way almost, you know? Yeah. I think that would need... So there's a few lines that die of laughter, like that artist that did that one time. Um, that was a weird historical fact to bring out. Either way. Yeah. Then I've got to say, you've got to... She's Canadian, so she's yeah. used to fighting off bears. Bears, yeah, moose. And, I gotta say, I'm taking a bear in a fight against a lion. Especially like a Canadian bear. Like, they're big old that, things. Like, the, the grizzlies. Yeah. You know? They're big stuff. So, I imagine that she has some expertise in this area. You give uh-huh. her some, like, natural, like, favoured terrain. We're talking, you know, throw her in the Canadian wilderness. And I'm sure she could take maybe, let's give her, and you know, like, I don't know what gun laws are like in Canada, but I imagine if you're, like, fighting for your life against a bear. I, I believe uh, you can get to guns. There we go. So she's she's got access to guns, especially with given an hour of prep time. I mean, I'm not yeah. sure how tight the gun laws are. It's not America. I, I, um, I don't think you can get a gun within an hour. I also think she that she one. spends quite a lot of time in England and America rather than... That's a great point. However, Canada. she'll know somebody that does in Canada. She only she knows somebody in Canada with a gun, right? Or if she doesn't, then she'll know somebody. She'll be able to tweet out and be like, "Hey guys, yeah. I'm in the Canadian wilderness. <laughs> I need somebody here with a stab." Yeah, and she'd get like I don't know a couple people. There'd be a couple people that responded to her call to arms against the bears. Yeah, then, you know she could pick it up when one of them falls, and it's self defense by that point in time. Nobody's going to get involved. It's fine. So I think that Catherine Ryan could. Uh, we'll give her. We'll give her. A, we'll say. I want to say like a cheeky dozen. You know, I'm gonna chuck in a dozen with the gun, a couple more with laughter. I reckon yep. she's hitting maybe like twenty, including the the two people that are helping her out. I can see that. I can see that. Twenty, I think, I think is fair. Yeah, you know, I okay. think that's a solid number. Right. Oh well. I I I mean, I can't argue with it. I think that's she's the best 
Taskmaster contestant, and I don't think there's as many other Taskmaster contestants that could fight any lions. I uh, think never mind twenty. No, the quickest one to go would probably be Joe. Let's be honest. I think you might be right. So with that, thank you for listening. Uh, check out the links in the description in order to join our Discord, do all of that stuff. And it would be great if you could leave a like, comment, review, whatever your app lets you do. But for now, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening.